What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Multiverse Monologues. This week, we're going to be covering quite a bit of news. The Oscars happened this week. James Gunn is confirmed to be directing Superman Legacy. Ben Affleck did a Hollywood Reporter article. Zack Snyder dropped some interesting tidbits. We got some Daredevil Born Again news. And of course, we're going to wrap up the show by talking about Shazam. Hello, I'm Ethan. And normally who joins me on these weekly shows is Ben Rayside. But Ben is is unable to record this week. So of course, I have the man who's number two on the call sheet and number one in our hearts. Micah Hat, Micah, how are you? Wow, I'm doing great. You know, I I'm always honored to be called number two. Everything's uh, everything's great. I'm a number one in your heart. That's enough for me, man. Yes, that that's enough for all of us. And uh, you know who else was number one in our hearts? Let's let's start off this show by um, giving a little in memoriam. Uh, Lance Reddick, yes. rest in peace. Yes. Uh, great actor. He was in. You might know him from John Wick. He was the the guy at the hotel. Uh, you might know him from Horizon Zero Dawn, the game. Uh, yeah, he's been in. He's been in lots of things. He's uh, famous for The Wire, and he was uh, famously down. for any Lost fan. He was in four episodes of Lost. So he had it. It's oh, it's always sad too. He was also Thomas Wayne in the Batman Unburied podcast. Mm. Which we listened to it. I listened house, to quite a bit of it. Yeah, yeah it's, it's really good. So if you guys want to listen, to, oh, he's also in Destiny too. If you guys are big Destiny fans, uh, he was Zavala, I believe that's how you pronounce it. Pretty, uh, pretty main character, I, th- I hear. So yeah, if you guys want to uh, go see what the the hype was about with Lance Reddick, you can support his stuff with Batman and Buried podcast. He's got the games, the movies, all those, all those things. He was a great guy. Yeah, he really died at sixty years old. Really tragic, and this mm-hmm. is never fun to hear, especially with uh, beloved actors, but. I, th- I believe he's going to be in the new John Wick. He John will Wick be 4. next yeah, week. So. John Wick. John Wick four. Go see that too. I think Keanu Reeves. I hear it's a nine point nine point eight on IMDb. Wow. Nine point four. Uh, IGN IMDb right gave now. it a ten. Insane movie. Some are saying that is the best action film of all time. And did you hear um, that? The directors and John Wick, or not John Wick, uh, Keanu Reeves, Keanu Reeves yes. that's his name. Uh, they're stepping back for a little bit, so they're not going to be making the fifth one for a while. So that'll Good. be that'll Good. be interesting to see when they'll produce his twenty years. We'll yeah, have twenty old years Keanu later. With the it'll cane. Be, man, Keanu Reeves is so old too. We've How, seen him kill people with pencils. Have we seen him kill anyone with uh, with a cane? With a cane? I th- maybe in the in the third one. I, I've seen the third one. I've seen it a couple times. Yeah, and let's get to the news. It's it's never easy to heel turn from uh, someone passing, so we're we're sorry. Thoughts and prayers go out to the Riddick family, and yeah, he he will be missed, and it it sucks to see this, but uh, yeah, <laughs> well, let's do it. Let's talk about the news. You want let's, to talk about the Oscars first? I got a couple let's, things. So to say. let's we actually like to start these weekly shows with a question of the week. A question, okay, but okay. Uh, this is a first time for since we restarted doing these weekly shows. We have. A review on Apple Podcasts to read. We have a review. All right. Let's read this. So this, this review from? This review is from none other than Pogo Donuts. No way. A.K.A. Parker Duncan, who is Micah's roommate. Wow, he's sleeping in the other room right he's now. Sleep, we're recording in Micah's apartment. <laughs> if you hear some cars going by or some... Uh, the ambient noise. The ambient noise, yes. The background noise of cars going. This... this Our review comes from Parker Duncan, and he says, Great discussions. Five stars. These guys have amazing discussions. The chemistry Ben and Ethan share is very apparent listening to these well-thought-out conversations. Well-thought-out. Yeah, we take notes and everything. So, of course, uh, he says Ben and Ethan. So, Micah, I'm sorry. 
you do not get any recognition here Ooh. in the re- review. That's all right. You know, I, I can't win them all. You can't win them all. No, but if anyone listening wants to go ch- uh, give us a review on Apple Podcast or subscribe to us on the YouTube channel, we would very much appreciate that. But with that being said, yeah, let, let's dive into the news. We're gonna we're gonna start with the Oscars that happened this week. And if if you want to jump around the show, we're going to be reviewing a lot. So I'm going to leave chapter titles down below. So if you want to skip around, go ahead. But Mike of the Oscars. Yeah. So main highlights, uh, Black Panther and the Batman were our uh, big comic book movies that made it to the Oscars. Uh, Black Panther got five nominations and the Batman got three. Um, Let me see here. Black Panther won best costume design and the Batman lost best sound that was the the like notable things uh the batman didn't win anything unfortunately i think it should have won a couple um it wasn't even nominated for best picture which understandable there were a lot of really good movies this year there were Uh, everything everywhere all at once swept at the oscars this year and it is totally deserving that movie is fantastic going into the oscars i was thinking that everything everywhere would sweep as well as all quiet on the western front and what do you know oh uh, uh the whale also right did really well brendan, brendan frazier. frazier yeah coming back out of nowhere so yeah oscars pretty good what do you think ethan oh i thought it was awesome did you have any any chance to watch any of the speeches i, I saw nothing okay highlights yeah, it, what do you got the highlights uh jimmy kimmel had a funny opening bit where he he mentions you know uh, adonis creed michelle yo uh and andrew garfield who <laughs> he says oh and spider-man's here and the the crowd doesn't applaud for him. I just showed <laughs> I just showed you the clip a minute ago. It's very very funny. Joke and decide you want to come up here and get jiggy with it. <laughs> it's not going to be easy. There are a few of my friends you're going to have to get through first. You're going to get have to get through the heavyweight champ Adonis Creed before you get to me. You're going to have to do battle with Michelle Yeoh before you get to me. You are going to have to beat the Mandalorian before you get to me. You are going to have to tangle with Spider-Man. You are going to have to... It's very on par for Andrew Garfield, who, by the way, is not the werewolf. But no, the uh, the Oscar acceptance speeches were awesome. Uh, KQ Kwan, or KQ Kwan, uh, his speech was awesome. You should definitely go check that out. He There's a clip. I'll throw it in right here. But My mom is 84 years old, and she's at home watching. Mom... I just want an Oscar. It's really cool. And then he points at the camera and says, this is proof. If you have dreams, follow your dreams. Hmm. So it was really cool. He was, he was talking to us, Micah. Jamie Lee Curtis's was really good too. Right. Yeah. Yeah. She, uh, so if you don't know, her parents were both Oscar winners. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis's mom was in, uh, Alfred Hitchcock's the psycho, which is considered the first horror movie. And, uh, I forget who, her dad is but she he also um he also is an oscar winner uh and then another good speech to look at is michelle yos she's the first asian best actress yes. winner of all time i think that's crazy super cool yeah super cool to see that and i mean come on it was it, it, there's no doubt in our minds that everything everywhere would take back everything and every award from the show all at once all at once yeah and (laughs) much deserved i know ben when we recorded our last podcast he was very upset that top gun maverick didn't sweep in every category but uh i don't know everything everywhere to me i thought was a 
I, I wouldn't say much better film, but I did, I did enjoy it more than I enjoyed Top Gun Maverick. And I thought, I, th- I thought both were really good movies, but I think if I had to give these awards somewhere, they, they would go to everything everywhere. And you, you didn't see Top Gun Maverick. Am I correct? I have not seen Top Gun, either of them. Uh, I, I like to, it's on my list. I just haven't gotten around to it. And I, I know that I should watch them. Uh, I hear that they're both very good movies. Uh, but yeah, I agree with you. I think that everything everywhere all at once deserves everything, <laughs> everything I got. <laughs> Something else. Did you see the whale? Yeah, I did not see the no, whale. I no. didn't either. I, uh, but I'm, best makeup. I hear, uh, I hear Brendan Fraser's. So he did fatten up for the movie, but they also gave him a fat suit on top of it. And apparently it he looks really fat. good. Yeah. yeah he, he does look really fat. <laughs> It's a very uh, heartwarming movie or inspirational movie. I know Brennan Frager's speech, he mentions a movie how uh, he's, he's like, whatever you do, just just keep going. It, I think it's about an obese whale type character, I guess. But no, I, I didn't watch it because IMDb had a little, uh, I don't know, little things that warned the me about it. parents' so, guides. Yeah, the parents' guide was a little sketchy, but it's, it's nowhere severe in any way, so maybe I'll check it out down the line. But uh, feeling a little sinful one day and just right wanna... if i'm feeling a little bad <laughs> i'll go watch the whale but uh yeah n- another award show that happened this week the raspberry awards the razzies oh, if you going. will um the only thing i have noted from that is jared leto wins worst actor of the year oh, for no his portrayal of dr michael morbius undeserved but <laughs> i'll let it slide at undeserved? least he got an award he got something right yeah all right. Uh, you got anything else to add on to those? Uh, on the Oscars, one more thing I just saw on the Wikipedia page is that Michael J. Fox wins the Gene Herschel Humanitarian Award. That's pretty cool. Uh, yeah. He's been doing so much for the um, Parkinson's disease fight, and just to see that is awesome. It is. We, we always love some Michael J. What do you want to do next? Uh, well, we're going to roll into James Gunn. He... Uh, tweeted this week, and I'll, I'll just read the, the tweet word for word. He says, yes, I'm directing Superman Legacy to be released on July 11th, 2025. My brother Matt told me when he saw the release date, he started to cry. I asked him why. He said, dude, it's dad's birthday. I hadn't realized. It has just been a long road at this point. I was offered Superman years ago. Initially, I said no because I didn't have a way uh, in that or a way in that felt unique and fun and emotional and gave Superman the dignity he deserved. Then a bit less than a year ago, I saw a way in many ways concerning around Superman's heritage, how both his aristocratic Kryptonian parents and his Kansas farmer parents inform who he is and the choices he makes. So how do you feel? We're not going to have Henry Cavill. It's confirmed. We're not having him. What's the Superman movie going to be about? Is it a new Superman? A is new it legacy. an aged yeah. Superman? Is I think, it? I think they're going young. They're going, they're going young. younger. Yeah, like young, young. Are they going? I don't think like boy no. young, but I think probably twenties young. Are maybe? they going to twist it in some way? Because we've already had two iterations, three iterations of Superman. Right? A lot of Superman. Yeah, we've yeah. had a lot of Supermans on on movie and even more on TV. So, what differences do you think we're going to see here? Are we going to see more of his young life, like Smallville kind of, or are we going to see more um, uh, a, a twist? Are we going to see more of like a, a what's that movie called? Brave? No, no, Burn. Braveheart. No, not Braveheart. <laughs> not Braveheart. So, uh, he. What, what's that movie called? Bright Brightburn. Brightburn. Or is it going to be more like a Brightburn Superman Explain movie? Explain how Brightburn Superman so Brightburn, would look. Uh, directed by 
or produced by James Gunn um, is kind of like Superman if he grew up with and uh, grew up with bullies and then the bullies influenced him to be a bad person and then he's like a 10 year old unhinged and goes on a murder fest pretty great movie if you guys haven't seen it highly recommend it so you want superman to go on a murder fest oh yeah yeah but like a 10 year old superman (laughs) well that is that's definitely not the direction james gunn will go he might i mean he I, i could see him doing something more like that because he made that movie that was his baby child so <laughs> but if you you wanted a murdering a murderous superman you would just roll off with cavill because cavill's already already done the deed by killing general zod so yeah. i i think he said he wants a a new superman who okay is someone that we can look to like that hero that we this want is gonna be to the be. new iron man movie new iron man for sure yeah to launch this new career they need to this new uh dcu they gotta start off strong they gotta start off safe but have something in there that isn't as safe, very risky that just propels them to keep them to be interested, keep the audience interested. We want to be intrigued by what a DCEU could offer. And let's see it, James Gunn. Let's see what you got. Let's see it. And this feel like James Gunn initially said in this tweet, he said he was uncomfortable about the idea of doing this. And it is very different for James yep. Gunn to do, to direct Superman. Cause I mean, we've seen him direct iconic teams like, uh, the Scooby-Doo gang, the guardians of the galaxy, guardians of the, galaxy the suicide squad, the peacemaker crew. So he, yeah, Superman is a very personal story, very different from what, uh, he's done in the past. But I mean, we know, we know he can nail heart. We know he's got that heart down. We, we've seen it in guardians one guardians two, we're, we're going to see in Guardians three for Definitely sure. See in Guardians three. Yeah, so he knows how to get character right. So I'm excited for this. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know about we don't have a cast or anything, right? right. Nothing. We do have a cast. No, nope. no, no cast yet. Uh, we don't have a release. I mean, we just window. found out he was directing it. Yeah, release window in this tweet he says July 11th, 2025 is when it's coming. Oh, that's right, 2025. Yeah. So we so, got what two years? Yeah, that's pretty soon actually. That's a quick we're turnaround. Gonna, we're going to blink and miss it. Superman's going to be out. He's going to be faster than the speeding waistband. Something else. This is relevant to not only the news this week and to James Gunn, but to our our podcast coming out on Monday, uh, Idris Elba. That's right. Yes. He's he's in Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance. Go check that podcast Greatest out Monday. Greatest movie of all time. 10 out, movie, of 10. 10 out of 10. Yeah, Greatest you really got to watch time. that uh, podcast. Listen, tune into that one. Yeah, tune into that podcast because uh, the movie's just uh, legendary. Fantastic film, right, Mike? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I would say it was top one movie of all time. I, I'd agree. It goes right up there. Uh, it goes Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance, Morbius, and then Thor Love and Thunder. Yeah. Top, my top three of all time. We get to talk about the... Um, what, what do they call it? The Marvel Knights Cinematic yeah, Universe? Yeah, Marvel Knights Cinematic Universe. Oh, yeah. It's great. It's great. Check it out. But anyway, Idris Elba says, I think the DC Universe will become unstoppable under the watch of James Gunn. Unstoppable? Unstoppable. Just like a juggernaut. That's what they said about the last couple of DCUs. <laughs> <laughs> they, I know. I know. That DC DC's always resetting, and we never know what we can actually latch on to. Do you have a dream casting for Superman this time around? No, no, I same thing with Fantastic Four. Whenever someone's like, "Who's your dream cast?" Yeah, I don't have anyone written up. I just want, I want the studio to take it under their own wing and just do the best they can to cast. Because I, I don't know Superman, man. Mm-hmm. What when it would compare me to James Gunn and the other people at DC? I know Superman very little. I know him very surface level. I've seen him in the movies and some of the animated stuff. You know, yeah. I, 
I'm no judge of Superman. Do you think that Robert Pattinson, the Batman, is our Batman going forward? Or will there be another Batman? Elseworlds, yeah. Do you know about James Gunn's new announcement, Micah? No. No, tell me about it. Oh, really? (laughs) The the whole slate? I don't know anything about it. Oh, my goodness. Let me me pull up the whole slate then. The whole slate. All right. So, because we've got a couple Batman universes going on right now. We've got the Joker, which is a different Joker from the Joker and the Batman. Joker 2 is coming out soon. When is that coming out? That's coming out this year? Next year? Joker 2 is coming out October 4th, 2024. Next year. Folie Adu. I think that's how you pronounce it. And that's got Lady Gaga and Joaquin Phoenix. Those are a different Joker and Harley Quinn than what we'll see in um, the new one. Right. So is the Peacemaker going forward? Is unknown. that going to be in? It's unknown. Yeah. Unknown. I, we'll talk about it more when we get to our uh, Shazam spoiler yeah. section. Yeah. but. Maybe who knows? We don't we we don't know yet. But Mike here. So me and Ben, if you guys are listening and you're curious, me and Ben did a whole in-depth discussion of James Gunn's announcements. So we won't go too deep here, but I'm just gonna read them for Mike. Yeah, just give me the rundown. So the rundown. Uh, Creature Commandos. We have Waller. We have Booster Gold. Paradise Lost. Lanterns, which is a Green Lanterns HBO Max True Detective style show. That'll be really cool. Then we have Superman Legacy. The Authority. Batman the Brave and the Bold, which oh, will be introducing okay. a new Batman actor and a new Robin actor. So we'll have four Batman universes going at the same time. Right. Because this is the TV one, too. There's the Harley Quinn show. Right. The animated show. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, and then Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow. And then wrapping it all up is Swamp Thing. So Nice. Yes. yes. Swamp Thing, the lowest rated DC Oh, no, no, I'm thinking of Man-Thing. You're thinking of Man-Thing. I'm thinking of Man-Thing. Swamp-Thing's different. So there's all of these different things going on in the DCU. Do you think that James Gunn can pull it off? It's going to be a lot. All these new concepts. These are all new things to the DCU. Nothing is familiar. These announcements I just read to you, too, also he said is half of the first chapter. Wow. So this is half of their quote-unquote phase one. We'll see if if he's overworked. We know that. He, Kevin Feige, they they started MCU Phase One. They did six films. This is already a lot more than that. Then this is half of that. Yeah, that so, shows, TV, uh, movies, everything. That's something else really cool about the James Gunn universe is they're going to be spread throughout uh, video games, animation, and live action. Wow! So they want to tell a cohesive story with the same actors. They they're said. going full Matrix on this. They're going okay. full Matrix because yeah. Matrix did the same thing back in the early two thousands. They had uh, they had a game that was canon. And you had to play it to know what happened between, I think, two and three. And then uh, the Animatrix was also canon, I believe. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. There's probably books and stuff, too. There. All right. Let's, Huge. Let's roll out of that. So Ben Affleck did a Hollywood Reporter article where he talks about starting a new new company with Matt Damon, where their first film will be Air. Which is that the, looks awesome. Yeah, I can't wait to see the that. The Michael Jordan movie talks in the interview. He talks about his relationship with uh, Michael Jordan. How he's played some cards with him. He talked about how he loves golf. He talked about how open he is about alcoholism and the effect that had on uh, his career and ben his Affleck's relationship. Career? Yeah, this is okay, Ben Affleck. Yep. Yes, uh, but we don't care about any of that. No, we want to know what Ben Affleck had to say about the DC universe. Isn't that right? That's what I want. Yeah. So who cares about his alcoholism? Cares about shoes. Yeah, and shoes and Michael Jordan cards. Come on. So let's start off with uh, this first. Or what's the order? Yeah. What's the order you got him in? 
What's uh, the I've first picture? As opposed to. All right. Let's start with that too. Okay. Let's start with as opposed to. So go ahead and read read that excerpt. Read that paragraph. Yes. The Justice League experience, the fact that those stories became somewhat re- uh, repetitive to me and less interesting. Yeah, I did finally figure out how to play that character, Batman, and I nailed it in The Flash. So watch The Flash because I guess that's the best version of Batfleck. Uh, for the five minutes, I'm there. Oh, it's really great. Oh, okay. Five so maybe minutes. not. <laughs> Who so knows? Maybe he's uh, Batfleck is there for exaggerating a little. Maybe uh, he seems like he's in there for quite a bit in the trailer, but maybe that's all we see of him. Maybe. Movie. I mean, uh, uh, it's uh, really great. Apparently, yeah. a lot of it is just tone. You got to figure it out. What's what's your version of the person? Who's the guy that fits what you can do? I tried to fit myself into a Batman, and by the way, I like a lot of the stuff we did, especially the first one, talking about Batman v Superman. What are your thoughts on Batman v Superman? You like that one? Uh, I liked yeah, it. Yeah, Ultimate liked Edition it. was really good. Yeah, the uh, extent, the, the extended. Why did you say that cut. name? Yeah. Why did you say that name, Martha? Uh, no, whatever. I don't. <laughs> I think that's over criticized. That movie, I I enjoy it. I wouldn't say it's like, oh my goodness, I love this to death. I do. Yeah, I'm not going to dive too much into it because Ben's going to listen back to this and get mad at us. But uh, <laughs> uh, I'm not a Snyder fan. Are you a Snyder fan? I know we appreciate his work, but I'm not dying to get more of this. Yeah, I've seen, I haven't seen anything outside of his DC work, I don't think. There may have been one or two movies I've seen that were Snyder. Uh, but I liked Justice League, Snyderverse, uh, the Snyder Cut. I liked. Uh, the Man of Steel movies. I like Batman v Superman. There wasn't much I I wasn't upset with. I didn't see Justice League the uh, the other one like the the non Snyder Justice Cup. League the Justice League yeah yeah. But uh, for the most part, I'm I'm a fan of the Snyderverse. Yeah, let sad to see it go. Speaking of Snyderverse, this is a uh, also part of the interview where he talks about. Uh, the interviewer asks, isn't that because the Snyder fans are so intense online? So this is rolling off and he talks about the Snyderverse and what it was like being a part of it. And he says, say what you want about Zack Snyder's Justice League. It's my highest rated career movie. I've never had one that went from uh, Nadir to Pinnacle. Retroactively, it's a hit. All of a sudden, I was getting congratulated for it the bomb I'm in, but I was going to direct a Batman movie and the justice league made me go. I'm out. I never want to do any of this again. I'm not suited. And that was the worst experience I've seen in the business, which is full of some crappy experiences, but he didn't use crappy. He didn't, he didn't use crappy, but, uh, Ben, this is, you're not Ben. Uh, Mike, (laughs) that's all I am to you. Just a replacement. This is, uh, I remember them talking about uh, Ben Affleck directing a Batman movie, and it was a bit shocking to me because of how how the performance of the Zack Snyderverse was going at right. the time. It was so bad. Everyone hated Justice League. Everyone hated Justice League. And and so did he. Yeah, and he so said, did he. It was yeah. the worst experience of it his was, life. It's so surprising we, to me yeah. that Snyderver, or Snyder League was so good compared to... I mean, it's not a perfect movie, but it's right. compared to what it was... Yeah. Just how awful they made it for that first iteration. I know the re- and we'll talk about the reshoots here because he goes into talking about Josh Whedon. But I think it's funny that he says this is the worst experience he's ever had because I don't know we in our infamously in our Marvel movie marathon we got to watch Daredevil where yeah. Ben Affleck played Daredevil. And that wasn't as bad. As- that was horrible. Yeah. So oh, I guess Daredevil was awful. Daredevil was awful. So I guess that experience was better. 
All right. Uh, he goes on to say, it broke my heart. There was an idea of someone, Josh Weeding, coming in like, I'll rescue you and we'll do 60 days of shooting and I'll write out a whole new thing around what you have. I've got the secret. And it wasn't the secret. That was hard. And I started to drink too much. I was back at the hotel in London. It was either that or jump out of a window. Wow. And, uh, he's not uh, talking about Daredevil here? Uh, <laughs> or Batman. I don't. I think he's talking about himself. Uh, and I just thought that this isn't the life I want. My kids aren't here. I'm miserable. You want to go to work to find something interesting to hang on to rather than just wearing a rubber suit. And most of it, you're just standing against the computer screen going, if this nuclear waste gets loose, we'll dot, dot, dot. Oh, that's pretty funny. That's a funny quote right there. If this nuclear waste gets loose, we'll, uh, whatever. That's fine. I don't condescend to that point or put it down. I just got to the point where I found it creatively not satisfying. Also, just you're sweaty and exhausted. And I thought, I don't want to participate in this in any way. And I don't want to squander any more of my life, of which I have a limited amount. And then Snyder Lee came out and he made all this money and now he's happy again. So that's good. I guess money does bring you happiness, Ethan. I, I guess it does. You're Brings you out of right. the depths. Here, then there's a, a quote where he talks directly about Justice League. You want me to read that one? Yeah, go ahead and read so that one. So the but not Justice League? Yep. So he says, you could teach a seminar on all the reasons why this is not how to how not to do it. Ranging from production to bad decisions to horrible personal tragedy and just ending with the most monstrous taste in my mouth. The genius and the silver lining is that Zack Snyder eventually went to at t and was like, look, I can get you four hours of content. And it's principally all just, just all the slow motion that he shot in black and white. And one day of shooting with me and him, he was like, do you want to come shoot in my backyard? I was like, I think there are unions, Zach. I think we have to make a deal. But I went and did it. And now, Zack Snyder's Justice League is the highest rated movie on IMDb. Oh, his highest rated his movie. His highest rated movie. Yeah, not the highest rated. Which then, I think, then, then I think he's wrong about. I think he's wrong about that. You sure? Yeah. What I other think, good movies has he been in? He's been in like, what, Goodwill Hunting? I think Goodwill Hunting is higher than that. Goodwill Hunting sitting at an 8.3. Yeah, Snyder Cut is an 8, so... He's wrong. Ooh. <laughs> oh, he wasn't a lead in Goodwill Hunting. He was a secondary, right? Because that was a Matt Damon and Robin Williams movie. Yeah, he uh, he wrote it though. Oh, okay, okay. But I I, I guess you're right. I but guess. Could, could you say he's a lead though in the the Snyder cut? I know he, sure. he's. I mean, he's he, Batman. He's Batman. He gets the gang back together. He kind of just what stands on a gun and shoots. Well, he he gets everyone. <laughs> he, he's like, I need people. I'm making a team. It's got something to do with Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just like that. All right. With that, you got anything else to add on to that? Nope. Sounds, uh, yeah. I, it doesn't sound like he wants to direct anything anytime soon. Doesn't like he want, doesn't look like he's very passionate about being in another DC project for the uh, next few years, right. at least. At next few lifetimes. lifetimes yeah. he, he's he's going to cherish his lifetime. I particularly like the quote where he says, this isn't the life I want. And uh, doing the Justice League made him realize that. But let's roll over to Zack Snyder. He dropped a Dark Side tease this week. Dark Side. I know you you saw it, correct? You showed me on Wednesday. Did I? Yeah. I don't remember. <laughs> we like don't know dark what it side? is. Like Dark Side. Dark Side from. From, from Justice League. Yeah, from. Yeah, Justice we don't know League. what it is. He teased like coming April, whatever. Man, I don't remember that. <laughs> Yeah, he, he, let me see it. Let me, what are you talking about? <laughs> Tell our viewers and me. Let me here. I got 
I was hoping you'd remember it because I just have a little screenshot of it. Dark side. He, sa- he said hashtag full circle. Snyder teases transmission from Lord Darkseid and new video. No, I did not see this. 14 second clip he posted. Hashtag full circle. April 28th through 30th, 2023. When is the DC, what is it, the Super Bowl or whatever? The DC Fandome? Oh, that was in January. <laughs> Did it already happen? Uh, last year, and it will not return. So oh, guess they're not. done. Yeah, they're done. <laughs> James Gunn, that's the first James thing Gunn, he next when he walked he's, in. He's, he's getting rid of that. So his. Zack Snyder, he's got something coming out from Dark Side. Dark, Dark Sea? Dark Side? Dark Side. Dark Side. From April 20th through 30th. Which does nothing but throw fire on the flame of, or uh, throw... Uh, yeah, because what is yeah. canon anymore? We don't know. What is... what? I think what they should do is they should make one final movie. I don't know if Flash is going to do this, but one that just throws everything out the window because this is I the think last that's, one. That's the goal of Flash. That's yeah. the goal of the Flash? They're going to reboot everything and they're going to pick and choose what they want to do. Okay. It's going to be kind of like when we did our AMM podcast, we talked about what we think Secret Wars could be. Mm. That's kind of what the Flashpoint will do. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That could be good. I think that if they, if they just created a Flashpoint where everything happens... Whatever wild, crazy thing that could happen does happen, and it's just the most insane movie, that could be good. Well, people have been saying The Flash has been insane for months now. James Gunn said it's one of the best effing movies he's ever seen, and uh, most recently, Tom Cruise got to see an early screening of it. Really? What did he say? And Tom Cruise reportedly asked for a screening of The Flash and loved it, with a source claiming that... He called the director to say everything you want in a movie. Tom Cruise said this. Wow. It's everything you want in a movie. The Flash starring Grant Gustin. Fantastic. <laughs> Grant Gustin, yes. <laughs> yeah, yes, maybe he was talking about the season nine finale. Finale of, of the CW Flash. The CW Flash, you're right. That that sounds more accurate. He, uh, Tom Cruise is totally a CW fan. We're, we're going to see this, right? The Flash? The Flash, yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah, okay. Uh and hopefully Ben will see that one with us. When is it coming out? Is we'll, it next month? We'll talk about when we do our, our Shazam review, but but Ben did not want to come opening night to see Shazam. June 16th. Wow. He's a fake fan. Yeah, yeah. Ben didn't want to see Shazam too, which surprised me because it is a major DC release. Right. So something else that's a major release uh, for me and, and for a lot of Marvel fans, Daredevil Born Again is coming up. Whoa, when's that coming out? It's coming out 2024. Okay. Later okay. half of next year. But there's been a lot of casting announcement recently. We had John Bernthal's Punisher being announced on the roll call, and uh, we had Deborah Ann Wool and Eldon Henson, who were said to not be returning, but I'm still skeptical. But most recently, uh, we have Vanessa Fisk will be played by Sandrine Holt in Daredevil Born Again. Vanessa was portrayed by Alette Zerrer, before in Netflix's Daredevil, so this this is a blatant the first sign of seeing this. It's just a straight up recasting. Mm. So I, it's too early to say what this means. Maybe the original actress wasn't available, but a lot of fans online are freaking out about this. What are you doing? You can't recast Vanessa. Ugh. I'm just glad John Bernthal's coming back. Right. Yeah. That, that, that's the one I'm excited for. I'm happy John Bernthal's coming back, and I, I am upset at this, but there's not enough given in this article to where we can, we can be mad, right? Mm-hmm. It's vague enough to where maybe she just wasn't available, and maybe Marvel wanted to recast for some reason. Yeah. I think she's a, she's a pretty big character in the show, but she's 
just under that threshold to where I think a recast is still acceptable. Now, yeah, it wouldn't be the first time they recasted somebody in uh, even the Daredevil movies. <laughs> so <laughs> we've had recasts before. It's just another recast. And unless it directly affects the quality of the show and the movie, then I, the yeah. main thing that gets people mad is this is another sign that, oh, the Netflix universe is not canon. No. It's not going to be canon. It's got, we don't know yet, Micah. Don't, it's not going to be canon. Don't, don't do that it to can't me. Be canon. Don't do that to me. It can't be. The only one that should be canon out of it is the Luke Cage show. Best show. Really? Did you watch that? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Luke Cage season one was all right. Okay. Yeah, was should, it? Is, is it worth a watch? Uh, I mean, I'd say what's worth a watch is the three seasons of Daredevil you haven't seen, oh, Micah. He, wait, I thought you were going to talk about Defenders or something. <laughs> <laughs> I will defend the Defenders universe. Okay. Go watch it. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that, oh, that's something. next in your docket. Before you die, Micah, you have to watch the three seasons of Daredevil. I will. Right? Will uh, you promise me that? Uh, you promise me that? I can't promise anything. What if I die today, Ethan? There's no time. If you die today, then you'll die a man. Who I'll hasn't be seen born again. Oh, you will. Daredevil born again. Hopefully you already are born again. Oh, I am. I am. All right. What's and next? We got, next. Um, um, we got Hugh Jackman getting jacked. Oh, for, yes. Dare, for uh, Deadpool. <laughs> yes. Every couple days you'll hop on Twitter and you'll see another picture of Hugh Jackman just doing getting something swole. ridiculous. Oh, yeah. He's like, and he's always hashtagging. Uh, he's, he's like getting swole for Deadpool. He says specifically, this is for Deadpool. <laughs> so I can be Logan. I can't be in Logan Deadpool. in Deadpool. Just every day reminds me. Uh, this, this is news that pertains only to me. Uh, only to we you. have to go back. Getting Lost is a documentary that will cover the global phenomenon that changed I television forever, out. as well as devoted fan base that still celebrates the show to this day. There, there aren't any fans of Lost. Yeah. What do you mean? I'm right here. Nobody watches right Lost. Here. <laughs> Get Lost, Ethan. I will admit it is very rare for me to come across a, a fan of Lost You know, nowadays. my mom watched Lost. Did, did you like it? She said the last few seasons were confusing and didn't watch it, or didn't like it. There we go. The, the documentary will cover people just like her. <laughs> people who are confused and don't understand. I remember my mom, uh, she was talking, when, when it was first coming out, she was watching it live when it was being released every week. And she would, uh, as the weeks went on, she was like, this show is so confusing. And whenever she would talk about it, I would be like, it's, what is this, Gilligan's Island? <laughs> <laughs> they're just on an island and they're lost? This is so lame. <laughs> I would watch just little clips of it as she was watching. I was, so I was like 10 at a time. Yeah, at you the time. were 10. Okay. Maybe, I was maybe so young. it was lame to a 10 just year old. People hanging out on an island because the plane crashed. <laughs> so a little, little more than that. Just get off. I'll let, <laughs> get off the island. Yeah, what are you doing? Get off the island. Just swim. That's that's actually uh, that's a dilemma on the show, Micah. Oh, okay. They, they do. Uh, they do try to get off the island. Why not? Why, why do they get off? Uh, Don't tell me time travel. <laughs> That's not why they don't get off. Oh, okay, that, okay. Don't sure. tell me about like nuclear codes or something. I bet there's nothing about. <laughs> there's probably nothing about. I don't know terrorists and cults and. Well, there are definitely some touches on cults and terrorism, but dang it, it's not <laughs> the, thematic elements of the show. Maybe maybe the cult stuff is, but go, go you watch had to pick Lost. one show for me to watch: Daredevil or Lost. I'd say Daredevil, just like cause. after I watch the show, I die. Oh. After I finish the show. <laughs> and don't say lost just because of the longer. <laughs> <laughs> what, oh, you want to die after finishing one of these shows? Hey, if that, it's, it's the last show I watch. Before you die. Before I die. Well, 
I'll say lost because you can watch Daredevil before you die. Lost, you can save till you're on your deathbed and do a straight binge. Okay. okay. But Daredevil's more relevant now to mm. discussions we have on this podcast, Micah. No, you just want me to have some homework. Right. I want you to have homework. I want you to go watch <laughs> Daredevil. How many uh, seasons of Daredevil? Or how many uh, hours of Deadpool content is there? Daredevil. 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 Yeah, oh. how many, uh, well, there's 39 hour long episodes. 39 hours? That's crazy, <laughs> man. I'm not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> that's only like one work week one 40 hour work week oh yeah let me, just, let me just seven hours a day for one week sorry Bubba I can't work this week I gotta I gotta I, I got have a, a new full time job I got a real job Daredevil just for this week let's let's roll over to MCU news so Mark Ruffalo did an interview this week and he went the article reads he went full savage on Thor Love and Thunder he said I have a soft a soft spot for Chris Hemsworth so I keep waiting for them to invite me back to the franchise so I can save it is that him going savage that's him going savage wow yeah. He's saying he so. He need, said that he Love and Thunder come, is trash. He says Love and Thunder is trash. Yes, and it needs the Hulk. It needs that terrible digital voice that they gave Hulk in Ragnarok. You really hate that voice. Oh man, it was so bad. It sounded like a computer. They should have just had uh, what's his name from the original Hulk movies, Lou Ferrigno. Lou Ferrigno <laughs> play Hulk's voice. So with Hulk's voice being bad, something that's apparently not bad. It's a new Dungeons and Dragons movies. Is it good? Is getting overwhelmingly positive rev- reviews. Oh, that's good. With comparisons to Guardians of the Galaxy. Wow. Okay. That's so good stuff. I believe this Parker comes will out. Be very, Pogo Donuts, you'll be very happy Pogo about Donuts this. Pogo Donuts will be very happy about <laughs> yeah. this. This comes out next week. Wow. It's competing with John Wick. John Wick. John Wick 4. Oh, boy. Which one are you going to see first? I want to see John Wick 4 first. Have you seen John Wick 3 yet? No. No. I'm going to watch so you, John you Wick see 3. You've seen 1 and 2, right? I've seen 1 and 2. I'm going to okay. watch 3 this week. Get All ready. Right. Yeah. What do you thought so far? First one I thought was underwhelming. Second one I really liked. There you go. Thought it was fun. I like the more. Uh, I like more plot. And it's story. definitely a movie series that gets better as it goes on. Surprisingly, like you think the movie is reaching peak, but then the peak is reached even more in the next movie. It's crazy. Second one, unbelievably good. Third one, insanely unbelievably good. Mm. And I, now I'm just. You want to see? You want to see four next week? Yeah, I'll All see right, four with you. Let's do it. Forget about it, John Wick. Forget about it. Uh, so Michael Waldron has renewed his overall deal with Disney. If you don't know who Michael Waldron is, he is the guy who wrote. Um, he wrote Loki. He wrote Multiverse of Madness, and he is writing Secret Wars for Marvel. So uh, I don't know. Pe- people were very mad about this. After you know, after you do a hit like Loki, but then you do a something like Multiverse of Madness, which is very divisive, people automatically decide everything you do is hot trash. The same thing we see is happening with Jeff Loveness, who did Amec Quantumania. He's also doing Kane Dynasty. So, you got any thoughts on Michael Waldron uh, reworking his deal? Uh, can't wait to see what he does. Right. Uh, so, is he in charge of any new things yet, or? Do we not know? He's doing Secret Wars. He is doing Secret Wars. Secret Wars. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I wasn't sure if he was. Who's doing Loki season two? I believe he's doing Loki season two also. Okay. Okay. And as long as he's doing what he's what he's good at, then I'm I'm excited. With that Loki season two, uh, so something that's very sad: the release window on Disney Plus for Loki season two has said summer 2023, but they've now taken that off 
and all it says is coming soon dot 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 okay so we have no idea when to expect loki now because i would have figured by now it's march we would have already gotten secret invasion secret invasion is next on the docket for marvel studios Mm -hmm. and we still have heard nothing about that so for loki fans this is very sad it's when coming. are we going to hear anything about Craven the Hunter? <laughs> That's my thing I want to see. October 6th, 2023. We have nothing. Not even a picture, not even a costume, not even a not even a, anything. I don't have anything on Craven the Hunter, but how about El Muerto? El Muerto. I have an update on El Muerto. You Sony, do. Sony's El Muerto is reportedly very unlikely to make its July 12th, 2024 release window. Never would have thought. Never would have thought. El Muerto. You mean the guy based on two pages of a comic book from one issue back Spider-Man? in... Spider-Man? Yeah, of Spider-Man. <laughs> His movie's getting delayed? Are you kidding me? All that source material? Wow. Something else. So Marvel Studios, they've been trying to cast the Fantastic Four for a while. They came out and said uh, they were looking for a Jewish actor to play Ben Grimm slash The Thing in the Fantastic Four film. And this mm. is because the character in the comics is Jewish. But you wouldn't know that if all you've seen are the Fantastic Four movies. Yeah, I wouldn't have gotten that. <laughs> I wouldn't have gotten that if, because um, we've seen, what, three movies? So, no, two. We've seen Fantastic Four and Fantastic Four Rise of the Silver Surfer in our Marvel watch through. They don't say anything about him being Jewish. There is no sort of religious context at all. Right. And you said the thing, right? The thing. Ben the Grimm. thing is. The Bad Grimm is Jewish. What? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yeah. Do you have a problem with this? I mean, no. More character development is better than nothing. Right. right. No, we, haven't, <laughs> we haven't gotten much from Fantastic Four. His character development is becomes thing. Girl has to date blind woman. Yeah, it's <laughs> to be loved. <laughs> yeah, there has to be some sort of any sort of character depth at all, and uh, getting some uh, religious context might help to give that to him. Speaking of character development and character depth, what are your thoughts on Hayden Christensen's Anakin? I, I mean, there are some there are some bad parts, right? Uh, but overall, I think that he plays an awkward teenager very awkwardly. Okay, very yeah, well. awkward. Yes, yeah. So Hayden Christensen recently uh, praised the Clone Wars and Dave Filoni's writing of Anakin. He says, okay. "I think that Dave Filoni did Clone Wars and." or what he did with Clone Wars and Rebels are brilliant. I'm indebted to Dave Filoni because I think he helped the character of Anakin a oh, lot. Oh, nice. And I, I have he to did. say, yeah, he did. He helped Anakin a ton. I'd say why Anakin is looked on so fondly by a lot of fans is because of the character work that Dave Filoni was able to do with Clone Wars. And I, he's not as much in, in Rebels, but there are some really cool sequences of Darth Vader in Rebels. Yeah. Like you've seen all of Clone Wars and Rebels, right? I have seen all of Clone Wars and Rebels. I've not seen any Resistance. Uh, that's my only. <laughs> you've resisted star- the urge. I resisted say. the urge to watch. Is that canon? I think it's canon. I don't care enough to watch it, but it's canon. But I, I'm. I think that Anakin is one of the better written characters in the Clone Wars show. For There's sure, him so and many, Ahsoka. Him are and up Ahsoka there. and yeah. Obi Wan and um, uh, Bo Katan and Rex. Yeah. Yeah. 
Fives. It's hard to find a character that isn't written well. They even give Jar Jar some stuff. (laughs) (laughs) They give Jar Jar a girlfriend. They give Jar Jar like three full episodes. Yes. Oh, they give him more than three. Three, They have five, something like that. Oh, I don't even want to. I like the one where it implies that he's the reason why the Empire took over. (laughs) (laughs) Jar Jar Jar. In the third episode, or in um, uh, Star Wars: Revenge of the Sith, they imply that. Jar Jar is the reason why. Because he took Padme's position in the Senate. He's the the deciding vote. <laughs> He's the reason why the Emperor Palpatine took control. Good. We yeah, need more good. Jar Jar we, in our life. We do need more Jar Jar. You know what else wrapped up this week show-wise? The Last of Us. Oh, yeah. That was this past week. Did you watch it? I did watch it. Very good show. 10 out of 10. 10 Would out of 10. Recommend. Yes. Oh, wow. And we... <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> we got some news this week about Last of Us season two and three. Uh, that season two and three will be based on a minimum of three seasons because they said Last of Us Part Two, the game, will cover uh, multiple seasons. So it could be two seasons more. It could be three seasons more. Whatever it'll take. And uh, I'm excited. Did you finish Last of Us? No, no. I, I'm I four, recommend it. Four episodes behind. Ooh. I've got a lot of story left that I yeah. have to consume. And me, me, you, and Brandon famously started doing podcasts on The Last of Us, and uh, more famously stopped doing Ooh. podcasts on The Last uh, of not Us. Not so. a specific episode, but yeah, they said uh, <laughs> they said that for season two there is a time jump to uh, Last of Us Part Two, and Bella Ramsey will not be recast so long as she wants to keep playing the well, role she's, of she's old enough, I think. She's she what, is old enough. She's, she's like 20, 21 or 22. 20-something, yeah. Yeah, and uh, in the game, there's a time jump of five-ish years, so they're going to have to age up Ellie a little bit, and Joel for sure. Uh, but most of the show, or most of Last of Us Part Two, a good quarter of it is flashbacks to when they're traveling to uh, Oregon. Mm-hmm. Or Washington State, or wherever it is. I forget. Wyoming? I don't know. Well, I'm excited for Last of Us Season 2. It got great reviews for Season 1. There's a steelbook coming out, which I'm totally going to get. And, um, yeah. Yeah, that's about all I got for Last of Us. So, so, as a Last of Us video game fan, you recommend the show? Yes. So, they said for Last of Us Season 2 that it will follow... They're going to treat season two just the same as they did for season one. So they're going to adapt some things. They're going to take some liberties. They're going to change some things just like how they did with um, the first season. They added episode three in the first season where it's not in the game at all. They added things with Ellie's mom in in episode nine. Spoiler alert. That's about it. I mean, um, there's some things that they'll confirm and deny and all these fan theories. There were a lot of fan theories in season one that were confirmed or denied through the storytelling. And I thought that was really cool that they added that stuff. And I hope that they continue it for season two. Uh, I hope that we get to see things that we didn't see in the game, just like how we did in season one. Yeah, it'll be great. Cool. Yeah, I, I have to watch that. I, I've enjoyed what I've seen. You know I what just, other show we got this week? What did we get this week? Mando season three. And you have not seen all of Mando season three no. because this was, <laughs> uh, if you had one... Uh, use of snooze fest to use in this podcast would you use it here if i had one use of snooze fest yeah define one use of snooze fest um well snooze fest is when you sleep during the middle of an episode (laughs) (laughs) and i gotta say we were talking before this podcast and we both admitted to watching 20 minutes of this episode and then taking a nap (laughs) well i didn't i didn't try to take a nap i had woken up and uh 
I had fallen asleep. <laughs> <laughs> so would you say this episode was a snooze fest? I have not seen it. I would say that when I sat down to watch it, I was tired. After the snooze fest, uh, 20 minutes in. So after 20 minutes in, I'd say it picks up. It's pretty cool. There isn't any real action in this episode. Uh, but what they do is they dive deep into the um, empirical scientists and staff that were part of Moff Gideon's crew and just Star Destroyers and all these things and how they're being, uh, what's the word, adapted back into normal life. I forget, accustomed to, it's just like they're prisoners of war being used in the New Republic now. And we get to see some cool stuff with uh, mind flares that we saw in um, the mind flare from Stranger Things. Andor, remember how they use it in Andor, or, or was was it in Andor the the like helmet thing? Was that a mind flare too? Do you remember Andor the the screaming thing that they yes, put on the headphones? Yeah. I don't remember what they called it. I don't know. It reminded me of that. They used that at the end of the episode. The episode the what I did see did remind me of uh, Andor. It was people, a very Andor like episode. It, uh, Mandorlorian. Mandor Mandorlorian. Mandorlorian. That's pretty good. Yeah, it, it's pretty accurate. Yeah, it wasn't a Mandalorian episode. I'd say it was definitely more like an Andor it was episode. Star Wars. It yeah, was Star Wars. Still Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, we got to see a lot of Coruscant, and that's awesome. We get to see the highest peak in Coruscant, the only surface you can see of the planet. That was pretty sick. Uh, we get to see a star destroyer for the first time, not in space it's landed we haven't seen a star destroyer in live action like that before it's pretty yeah. sick all right with that micah do you want to roll into shazam 2 shazam fury of the gods 10 out of 10 movie 10 out of 10 movie micah before we start diving spoilers <laughs> for anyone who is still listening do you want to give your your brief non-spoiler summarize the movie in a few sentence review if you've seen the first Shazam, you'll like this one. If you've seen Black Adam and you like that one, you'll like this one too. Uh, there's a lot. It's it's just an all-around fun movie. Uh, great action, great DC references, great use of superpowers, great emotional ending. Uh, there's not much to not like about this movie. Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm a little less positive. I'd say definitely if you if you liked Shazam one, you will probably enjoy this one. Yeah. And Zachary Levi is very funny in the role of Shazam. And the cast that's around him surrounds him is fun. Uh, it lets a me down from the beginning. It, yeah, it lets me down a little in some areas, but we're gonna we're gonna dive into that. I'd say I'd, I'd recommend go see this if you liked the first one. If you didn't like the first Shazam, if you didn't like Black Adam, there's really no reason for you to see this, especially with the DC reset coming up, which we'll talk about. But yeah. I'd, I'd say if you didn't like Black Adam, you might still like this movie. It is a bit different. It uses the same. If you like the superpowers in Black Adam, then you'll like this movie. If you like the comedy and powers from Shazam 1, then you'll like this movie too. So they, they do a good job of, of... Also, tons of exposition in this movie. Right, yeah. They, there's almost no reason to watch the first movie. I mean, you, you yeah, really it's don't. It's fun to watch the first movie. It was a good movie. Even the the main elements of this movie that roll over from the first movie, they reaffirm, oh yes, this was in the first movie and this is... The most hot. important parts, they actually play the footage from the first they do, movie. yes. So, <laughs> of him breaking the staff on his knee in that carnival thing. Uh, go go see it if, if you want to see it. 
And if you don't want to see it, don't go see it. Yeah. I, I think mean, it's pretty it, simple. It's your money. You can <laughs> your spend money. All you want. Your money, your time. Definitely not a must watch. No. It, there's nothing in it. There's no post credit scene that would make you say, oh, I'm going to. I'm going to be invested in this next two movies that could potentially <laughs> I think one movie with one the flash. movie yeah. that he could potentially be a part of and potentially one show. Cause uh, do you want to get into spoilers? So yes, we're going to jump into spoilers right now. Go ahead, Micah. The, wh- what's the leading? point in being invested in this? If we know it's going to end in, in two uh, production things, because the post post credit scene, we see the villain from the first movie and he's in prison and there's this caterpillar dude named Mr. Mind. Yeah. Which apparently is a huge character in the comics. Right. I don't, I don't know anything he about was in him. The fr- he was in the first Shazam movie too. He was. I remember that now. Yeah, so he was in Shazam 1. And he is kind of uh, menacing. I don't know. He makes a joke about how he walks really slow because he's a caterpillar and can't go very fast. Yeah, he's a caterpillar with a voice box. Can you believe that? Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> like, who would have like, thought that? This... Like Doug. <laughs> exactly like Doug. And if you had to say that you were expecting this, were you expecting Mr. Mind to make an appearance? No. 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 <laughs> you... Unexpected. Wow. Surprise. Shock twist. What was your favorite part of this movie? Uh, favorite, so, favorite like... I like... Uh, so... Uh, Leading up to the release of this movie, DC very heavily uh, marketed that Wonder Woman would be in this film. Right, I, I missed that completely. Micah, you missed in. that. You yeah, lucky I went dog. into this movie pretty much blind. They threw that right in our faces, and I saw that. And I was like, okay, that must be like a in the middle of the movie. They kind of count Wonder Woman, and it's really fun, dude. That's the climax of the movie. Yeah, she the trailers re- show everything from this movie. She resurrects Shazam from the dead. With her god powers. How stupid is that? So now instead of Shazam being powered by the... I think it was the Greek gods? Or no, no. He is. Yeah, Zeus. <laughs> Zeus. Famously from god. Thor, Love, and Thunder. Yeah. With his lightning bolt and skirt. Yeah, the the same Zeus is now powering Shazam. <laughs> <laughs> the multiverse collides. It, it was strange ending... But so, if you don't think about it too much, I think it was a, just a whatever fine brainless right, movie. whatever fine. But my favorite part was when, because I I had that lingering in my mind. I knew uh, Wonder Woman would show up, but like I really liked his sacrifice. And when he's trapped outside the globe and he his hands up, he's like, "I'm gonna do it for for my family, mm. my Shazamly family." I'm, I'm, it's all about the uh, Shazam, Fast and Fury of the Gods. Uh, I'm sure you've seen the trailer millions of times in theaters where he says, I've seen all the Fast and Furious movies and I know it's all about family. Family. That part got really annoying. Guys. I've probably seen that trailer 10 times. That's your cute family. They pushed this movie pretty hard. They trailers did. were in everything. They did. And I mean, I, I thought it delivered on what the trailers promised. Oh, definitely. But, but the trailers were just everything that the movie had. Right. And it was... Like I loved the sequence of him sacrificing himself and the mm. music that's going as he drives a staff into the dragon and the dragon dies. I really like that. The dragon was pretty cool. The dragon was cool. A I like the of concept these... of where he emanates fear from everything and it freezes a person. Yeah. And uh, Freddy, uh, that's Shazam's friend. He brother was brother uh, brother yeah foster brother foster brother. He had the courage to and the willpower. 
to beat that fear to save the girlfriend dude, uh, Ethan's celebrity crush and <laughs> Rachel Zagler. Yes. <laughs> Maybe less of a celebrity crush after this movie. And then the, he, when he was being interrogated by the gods, he was able to resist them too. Right. So he had this really strong willpower. That was cool to see too. Yeah. So, so I liked the, I liked the idea of him sacrificing himself but I would have preferred it if he stayed dead, honestly. But mm. him not dying kind of leads me towards, oh, Shazam will be a part of this new James Gunn universe. Why would they revive him if not? They revive him and that post credit scene of him joining the Justice Society. I think all of that points to we can probably see Zachary, Zachary Levi in more. And mm. uh, Brandon Davis, who we love from comicbook.com and the Phase Zero podcast, he tweeted... What's the point of any of this if it leads to nowhere? And then Zachary Levi responded to his tweet. He's like, don't, don't say that. We don't know if it doesn't lead. Yeah, we don't know that yet, wink, so, wink. So even uh, Zachary Levi doesn't know where these characters are going and what James Gunn's plan is. But uh, yeah, Zachary Levi just wants the checks to keep rolling in. Right, so he's gonna, we all do. I think, I think he's a fun character. He's very, I, I leaned over to you in the theater. In the packed theater we saw this. Oh, yeah, in. packed theater. So we saw this opening night in Sandwich, Illinois, and it was me, Micah, and a very and empty a, theater. A trashy... There were, the seat next to us was full of garbage. Full of trash from the previous showing. <laughs> they didn't even bother cleaning it. But uh, We got a private screening. We did. It was literally it was just me and you. It cost there. $9. $9 private screening. That's what I'm saying, Micah. Sandwich is a place to go. Wow. Uh, they changed out their projector, so now I'll, I'll be going there. Good. My my favorite part about the movie, though, I have two favorite spots, and that not having to do with any of the action or anything. Uh, it was the whole arc where they're trying to figure out names, and uh, he's trying to figure out what's my superhero name. I can't think of one. <laughs> and he's fighting the dragon, and he's in the middle of the street, and there's these people on the side of the road, and they're like. Yo, this name or this name. And then one guy says Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel. And, and if you guys don't know, that, that was Shazam's original comic book right. name yeah. from the early, early days. It was Captain Marvel. And I thought that was that was a cool little nod. And then my second favorite part was when he's uh, the post credit scene, when he's approached by the guys from the Justice Society. And he says, what? You know, it's kind of confusing when you got a Justice League and a Justice Society because they're very similar names. You know, here, let me pull it up on, on uh, thesaurus.com real quick. Oh, we got tons of names. We got Vengeance Society or we have uh, whatever. And then the Avengers Society. Oh, that's a cool one. I like that one for some I reason. I like that one. <laughs> yeah, it's very meta. And I leaned over to you in our packed theater and said this uh, <laughs> very loudly because we could just talk and I had to yell. It doesn't yeah. matter. <laughs> I was like, Zachary Levi plays dumb grown-up kids so well oh yeah like no part of watching Sazam do you forget that's just a child the the other girl too plays let me pull it up real quick uh what's this movie called Shazam <laughs> Shazam Fury of the Gods yeah, yeah Shazam the one girl uh the African-American girl I don't know her name at all but she did she did an awesome good job playing a girl too a little girl <laughs> Yeah, this girl did a good job of playing a girl. Yeah, good I, job. I meant like a, you know what I mean. The actress playing, the actress playing the adult version did a very great job portraying a right. little girl. Yeah, all the little mannerisms, all the little uh, excitedness over little things. It was it was great. I like the pen. What was his name Steve? 
Steve the pen that would just write. Dream. That was funny. Yeah, that they, was funny. They had some good funny Did bits. The pen just shrug. Yeah, the, the, they had some funny bits in this movie. I really enjoyed it, and that uh, was pretty down to earth. It was pretty fun. Very comical movie at the same time, though. Yeah, it in, was. in a way that it wasn't taking itself seriously at all. Uh, not not at all. All right, I'll take that back. It took itself seriously enough where uh, we could forgive the comical aspects of it. Like they bring the main antagonist to the um, eternal stone or whatever it's called their lair and then lock her up in just some normal <laughs> prison and she, forgetting that she has superpowers yeah and she just fries the lock and leaves and gets the <laughs> apple that is the tree of life seed and then plants it in the Philadelphia Philly stadium <laughs> like well what they, they took no precaution right it, it was their kids they're it's a very dumb movie but i think like the movie, their kids. the movie knew that it was dumb at some points i think yeah. some it wasn't dumb like morbius it was dumb because they're high schoolers and middle right. schoolers and they're supposed to be dumb because that's how they have to be written because they're kids yeah i think i do think some of the writing lets it down a lot when it comes to the characters and especially the villains the what what are we the daughters of Atlas? Yeah, the daughters of Atlas. Basically, all three of them fall really flat for me. They don't really. Not have, even Rachel Zegler. No, yeah, not even her. Wow, she the, she falls in love way too easily to kind of turn heel turn the movie. I don't know, Micah. What it was what, so an, her name is Anthea in the movie. Yeah, I think that Anne. Yeah, sure. and and for short, we're introduced to her in the hallway on the first day of her, the first day she's at school there, and uh, we have Freddie who's getting bullied in the hallway, and I think that's one of the better portrayals I've seen of um, some high school bullies just trying to win a girl's love and it falls flat, you know, because nothing about what they're doing to Freddie is attractive in any way to the girl and you could tell yeah what what do they think they're doing they think that they're flirting and they're, they're like them up. yeah this is so cool stupid idiot with a cane stupid cripple kid like what <laughs> <laughs> nothing about that is is cool and they recognize that in the movie i, I thought at first that anthea was going to fall for these bully kids but she doesn't and she falls for freddie and I, it was sweet it was sweet. I you liked li- it. You liked Freddie and Anne? Yeah, I think you didn't like it because you just wanted to be with her. But <laughs> are you kidding? That's me? just me. <laughs> I, I, was, I was jealous of Freddie. That's your theory. Yeah, I think so. Pretty I think good. Pretty good theory, Micah. Yeah, uh, just a film theory. Pretty de- <laughs> a film, a film theory. <laughs> uh, negatives. What What didn't you like about this movie? Uh, I didn't like how long they took to establish the main plot. So they, they do a great job of showing the family aspect of the team and that it is a struggle. They introduce that very early on and that's a great point, but they don't, they, they, they don't move on quickly enough for me. They have some cool moments where they have Shazam coaching the rest of the team. That's cool. They show a little bit of the real world. They have responsibilities beyond being a superhero sort of stuff. And that's cool. They just don't, they don't, I don't know. They don't have the, the stakes aren't introduced early enough on, I think. And the stakes being what Philadelphia. Yeah. If they, if we spent more time in the 
world where so the tree of life grows and then all of these greek mythical beasts are born from the tree and are just terrorizing philadelphia i think if we stayed in that world longer that would have been cool if that tree was planted early on and this is they they're like living, zombie apocalypse yeah type they're living in this movie zombie, talk about your thoughts at the beginning so we're in the museum you said it to me Right, yeah, and uh, the daughters of Atlas come in and they're they're whispering into these these guys' ears and they become mind controlled. I was like, oh, is this going to be a zombie esque movie? I that think that would have been a cool that would have been a cool movie, and especially like I really appreciate all the CGI creatures and what they do at the end of this movie. But by the time we get there, and I'm looking at my watch, I'm like, they're going to resolve this pretty quickly. It's not going to amount to anything. They did almost nothing with the mind control stuff. After that museum scene, we don't see it again until Freddy's being uh, interrogated and we see that Freddy can resist it. And that's about it. It would have been super cool if we got, um, if the world was just taken over by mind control. That would have been the way to do it. And that would have been been a much more interesting movie. And you could say, okay, the Shazam people cannot be mind controlled. And they're the only ones who can stop it or something like that. That would have been a completely different movie, but it would have been a, uh, an interesting movie nonetheless. Yeah. I also really would have loved to spend more time with these characters as kids. Definitely. I think the kids are really what sell the family aspect of this movie when they're full grown, very beautiful looking adults. It's like, Oh, Okay. Kids are expensive to record though. When they're awkward little kids though, I really like that. And Mm. I think not that Zachary, not that I have a problem with Zachary Levi as the star because he's the main character of this movie. But by the time you get to see his, uh, in his, in his kid form, you're like, Oh yeah, that guy. It was what I, it was like 30 minutes into the movie when I realized that Freddy wasn't Shazam. Yeah. That's when I remembered that. I was like, oh, yeah, wait, they're different the, characters. You see Freddy, or you see, what's his name? Billy Batson. That's the guy who plays main Shazam, Zachary Levi's kid form. Uh, you see him maybe twice in the movie. You see him in the house at the beginning. Oh, no, three times. You see him at the school, and then you see him at the end, and that's the, the trailer footage where he's. Where he goes, Shazam! And then he has that weird look on his face where he's like clenching his face closed. Right. That one. You know what I'm talking about. If you've seen the trailer a million times like I have, not in not because you want to, just because it's been before every it's movie. It's been shoved in your face. Yeah. Yeah. That's the the third time you see him, pretty much. And then at the end when he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I still can't get over that. I would have... If, if I, Superhero movies don't do this enough. Just killing characters like uh, Ant Man, Ant Man three. We really thought, oh, maybe, maybe they're gonna do a Scott Lang, and they didn't, and it kind of felt upsetting. Not that we're mad about it, but this one, I really felt like you let me down because you did kill him, you did bury him. But then Wonder Woman's like, heck, nah, dude, I'll resurrect you. Can she do that with everyone? Can she resurrect anyone? No, I don't think so. Well, I don't, she had the magic staff, though. She had the magic staff. And that that with uh, the power of Zeus, she was able to resurrect him. One thing I did like about this movie, though, is they commit to everyone losing their powers so that it forces Shazam, Shazam yeah, right. to sacrifice. That was a cool aspect. That was cool. I so they get that. rid of everyone's powers one by one. And a majority of this movie, Freddie Freeman... Uh, he, the cripple guy, he doesn't have his powers and he has to prove to himself because that's his, that's his character arc. And that was an awesome character arc. 
where he relies on his powers because he's he doesn't have full use of his body. Captain every power. Captain every power. Yeah, he yeah. wanted to. He he finds validation in his superhero ness, and to take that away was humbling for him. Same thing for Shazam. He found his his he he wanted to be a team leader, and throughout the, the movie he grew to be that team leader. He wanted to bring the family together, and then how did the the story resolve? By soloing it out, and that was a cool that was a cool finale. I did. I liked how they. I liked the character arcs in this movie. They're very yeah, well written. I liked how they took him as a, as a family man. You know, all for one or what's their motto? All for one, none for whatever. Uh, like family. Every none for. One for, I don't know, whatever. No. Yeah, family. Fast family. and Furious. Yeah, Fast and the Furious. Uh, I did like that. because uh, when This the movie, separates the bad movies from the good movies. This, this is movie a, does. This, I think this is a good movie. Okay. I think I, that... I lean more positive towards yeah, this movie. Yeah, definitely more positive. Negative. This yeah. is, you can tell when they... Uh, you'll, you'll see on Monday, fellow listeners, uh, what a bad movie is. <laughs> or a good can, movie. Yeah, you can... Ghost Rider Spirit oh, of Oh, yeah, sorry, sorry. A good movie. We don't know yet. You can you can tell when a movie has heart. This movie, I would would you say this movie has heart? Uh, there is heart, yeah, for sure. There's heart in it, and I enjoyed my time watching it. I think it it's slow at some points. Some parts don't really get explained, but I do do like the Hall of Doors. Very that was cool. Monsters Inc. esque. You know, these doors you just open and they go to different universes. And I I like the chemistry that the cast has. Um, oh, you know what? The guy who wrote. Shazam wrote Earth to Echo. That oh. was a good movie. Did you see that movie? I did not see Earth to Echo. Earth to Echo was a great movie. And you know, no way. You know who else wrote this movie? Chris Morgan. Do you know Chris Morgan? No. Explain. All the Fast and Furious movies. Oh, That's beautiful. why they were able beautiful. to say. Okay, that makes good sense. Work. Good work, Chris Morgan. All right, and then Bill Parker, he's the other guy. And he wrote, he wrote Black Adam. Uh, he wrote the Shazam movies. He wrote the Shazam TV show, or no, one episode of the Shazam TV show. Sorry, <laughs> or is that a TV movie? TV show. He wrote one episode from the '74 uh, Shazam movie or show, uh, and then so he's wrote, he's written, yeah, just Shazam stuff pretty much. So they had a great team of writers behind this, and it, it shows. It shows that they cared. Better or worse than Black Adam. Better, 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 easily. because yes. So it has the same level of action for me as Black Adam. Not quite to the extent from the beginning. You know how in Black Adam they had that cool uh, explodey nonsense that was going on. I think that they reach or they they almost get there in Shazam two, where there's this huge destruction and great God versus God duking it out. That was cool. Uh, but overall, this is a better movie than Black Adam. Yeah, I agree. And just because of the story aspect, that was the part that was falling for me for Black Adam was they didn't have the same level of character development that they do in this movie because they're juggling all these characters that are Shazams. And uh, sure, they only really have arcs for two of them, maybe three. But they they do a stellar job resolving them. Right, and I'd say Black Adam, there wasn't really anything for me to jump and grab onto. No. Like the Rock was very the Rock throughout that movie. Like I disagree. I think that he was he was very good in Black Adam as not being the Rock. I was paying attention to that. But he's very one note as he Black is, Adam. He's one note. Very he's one either note. the Rock or not the Rock, and he has his not the Rock <laughs> acting that he's very well known for. He he was very much like, All right, let me kill people. Oh wait, maybe 
I shouldn't kill people. Maybe I'm an anti-hero. Yeah. Movie's over. Oh, look, there's Superman. Wow. You know, it, this movie I did enjoy a lot more than Black Adam. I had a fun time with it. I thought the, I like the <laughs> the dream sequence in Paris. Yes, where, with where Shazam is on a date with <laughs> Wonder Woman, and he's like, you know, I, I just don't think this is gonna work out because you're just a uh, god, and I, I thought this would work out. You know what? Let's just do it. Let's seal it with a kiss, and then he goes in for the kiss, and it's the wizard turns dude into face. the wizard. Yeah, he's like, what? What are you doing here? And the whole time we don't know it's a dream. It totally could have been him in Paris, and the wizard places his face over Wonder Woman's face. I I, I would have liked to believe that. that would you would have liked to believe to he was actually on a date. Yeah, with Wonder Woman. I think with that setup, though, it pays off that Wonder Woman's in the film. Yeah, the Wonder Woman obsession throughout the movie yes. is hilarious. It totally pays off that she's at the end. I just really didn't like how they did it. Mm. Like I would have liked her to just show up as a fun little, like after everything's been resolved, like, Oh, here's wonder woman. We were talking about her all film. Here she is. But she really is the, um, the climb, not, not the climax, but she resurrects Shazam. Yeah. She has a big role in this movie. And I just, I, it didn't work for me. Mm. It's like, that was a great sacrifice. I really love that would be like Tony Stark. Sac- all right. I'm not comparing Shazam <laughs> sacrificing himself to Tony Stark, but I'm drawing these two comparisons. So it's like Tony Stark snaps, right? Yeah. And then Steve Rogers or something is like, nah, dude, we got the time stone. Let me save you. It just wouldn't work. No resurrections. this Yeah. Time. No resurrections this time. Mm. Uh, favorite character, Micah. Favorite character. I really liked Freddy. I liked Freddy. I really loved his character arc. Uh, he, actor. Plays oh, him. actor. He yeah. is... Oh, let me change tabs real quick. I know he's from It. He's from the first Jack Shazam. Dylan Grazer. Yeah. yeah, he's an It. You showed me the picture of him in It. He's so young. He's a little boy him in It. and Finn Wolfhart yeah. have grown so much. They have. So Jack Dylan Grazer did an excellent job. He's written so well. I already talked about his character arc. I'm not going to say it again, but he... It, it was just... You don't see good, humbling character arcs like that anymore. And it was a great touch. Cool. Yeah. I like Favorite it. character for you? I'll go Zachary Levi. Okay. Uh, okay. Shazam. Not who, not uh, Asher Angel, who plays Billy Batson. We uh, see maybe five minutes. We of. see him like two times. We don't see him <laughs> enough. And I, I, I like uh, Zachary Levi has a lot of quips and charm. Mm. And uh, I think... I think he's just a fun guy on and off the screen. I enjoy his presence. My favorite quip that you had in the movie was when it showed the foster parents for the first time, and you're like, oh, he married up, didn't he? <laughs> he married up. <laughs> Shout out to Jerry from uh, the TWD. And, uh, I, who, who's the actress that plays? Cooper Andrews. Cooper Andrews. Victor Vasquez. Mm-hmm. And Marta Milans as Rosa Vasquez. Yeah. I think they did it. Uh, it was a, they, they kind of felt like just the... The kids movie, Mom and Pop. They did, like Disney. Disney yeah, Channel they felt parents. Very Disney. And it was all right. It's fine. It, it worked for the movie. Yeah. They didn't I need to be anything more. I wouldn't want that in any other movie, but Shazam, it worked. Yeah, it works. Um one thing that caught me by surprise is they just killed the principal for no reason. Remember when on they're on the roof and what's her name? Calypso. Oh mind controls the he, principal. He and he just walks jumps. off the yeah. yeah. They just kill him. And there's no there's nothing after that. There are notes of a darker movie in here. For yeah. Sure. They could have taken this way darker. Freddie could have been completely changed by that suicide that he just saw. Uh, but they don't show it after that. I like the flaming violin. <laughs> the flaming violin. <laughs> oh, man. That so, was funny. So they, yeah. they get 
Calypso to look at the flaming violin. They're like, huh? What? What is that over there? And that's how they make their big escape because they distract him once. And then later in the movie, she's on the dragon and um, <laughs> uh, facing Freddy and, and Anthea. And they're about to die. And then Shazam picks up the dragon's tail and is like, look over here, look over here, sort of thing. Talking to Calypso and he's like, no, Freddy, Freddy, don't do that. And then it pans over to Freddy and Anthea and they're just standing there kind of confused. And then that's when Shazam makes his move. And he's like, man, I got you twice. You fell for that stupid distraction thing. To- that was so yeah. funny. Oh man, that was the best joke What's in the whole it, movie. That was so that that is oh, your favorite. Clip I, I, of the I movie? thought that was really funny. I it was fresh. It was a fresh uh, joke. I hadn't, I hadn't seen something like that before. Right. And I thought the pen was funny too. Where yeah, they would. They're like, no, we don't need to proofread this. Like, Just send it out. It was like Deadpool level humor. Okay, but none of the raunchiness of it. Right. Did, thought, did you get that vibe? I did. I I, I liked the humor it in this. Like, it you was, wouldn't expect this in a series. It was, D- it was funny, movie. but it never really like crossed the line of being uh, too over overtly sexual. Yeah, not as well. I don't think it was sexual, really. No, at not all. at all. Yeah, there may have been one or two jokes in there, but I I don't remember them. It's very tame. Yeah, yeah, tame was, humor. We it need was fun for the whole family. Uh, it's a good fa- yeah family movie. Yeah, I'd say. there's you can bring there's your kids some to see vulgar this. vulgarity in it. Not like crazy, but they do drop a couple. Uh, bad words if you're gonna bring the kiddos to it uh, but overall I mean it, it's a great movie yeah how many how many Shazam lightning bolts out of 10 how many Shazam lightning bolts out of 10 let me look at my Marvel Ultimate uh, spreadsheet here no that, <laughs> let me see where we're, where we're not I throwing this on the ranking so I would I know I know I would watch this again I would say um, well it wasn't as good as something like a like a Thor or an Iron Man it wasn't iconic Right, right. Um, I heard uh, Jeremy Johns is a YouTube reviewer. I watch a ton. I love his stuff. But he said in a very crowded genre, this movie doesn't really stand out. Mm. So I, I'd, I'd agree with that. I'd say it was like a seven and a half. Seven out of yeah. I'd, I'd give it seven lightning bolts out of ten. Seven, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. It, I, it was it was a good movie. There were some I, good things. Yeah. Uh, I, I would say it ranks at same level as like Spider Man Three. Where there's some good stuff. There's some bad stuff. But overall, it's just. Yeah, positive okay. experience. Yeah, uh, I did like the bit where the whole whole uh, movie he's trying to figure out what the heck is my name? Yeah. What the heck is my name? And he asked the wizard at the end, "What's my name?" And he goes, "Shazam." They're like, "Oh, oh yeah. like he didn't know your name was Shazam the whole time?" Which is is a fair question though, because Black Adam also says Shazam. Mm-hmm. Black Adam's name isn't Shazam, and they all say Shazam to get their powers. They all say Shazam. So why wouldn't they all be called Shazam. I don't know. Oh, and they also revealed what the purpose of, like, what the name Shazam meant, and it was the different gods. So there's the wisdom of Solomon, the <laughs> something of Saruman. Solomon. Yeah. yeah, I got the wisdom of Saruman, okay? <laughs> no, there were, like, it was, yeah, not thinking about it again, it was a very funny movie. I did laugh at yeah. a lot of the bits. Bits and jokes were really Every, good. There weren't many jokes. I, don't, I can't think of any jokes that didn't land, unlike a certain Thor movie. <laughs> Right, and we're not. I didn't love. And there was no thunder. Everything to love and thunder. It's definitely not as a. Would you say that this superhero has a better use of electricity than Thor and Thor (laughs) Love and Thunder? Yes, and and Thor and Love and Thunder. Yeah, there's more love and more thunder in this movie. There's more love and thunder put into this movie than Thor, (laughs) for sure. Uh, 
Micah, you got anything else to say about Shazam? Oh, Shazam. Uh, go watch it. Go watch Shazam. Support these movies. Watch it three so, times. Support these small indie films. Yeah, these small indie <laughs> DC films. You know, this is a studio that's going under, and we got to bring we them gotta back up. Save DC. Yeah, studios. we got to save DC. <laughs> Why should uh, they support this, Micah? Why should? Yeah. Why should? Because we need more movies like this. We need more movies that aren't just about. We need more dumb superhero movies that, that, aren't, saying? that aren't like. I can see DC going in a direction that isn't family friendly. Mm. Totally, yeah, yeah. With Peacemaker, with uh, the, the Harley Quinn Squad. show, with the Suicide Squad, they're not very family appropriate. And this one is a better step in the right direction. Sure, there are still swear words. It's not a PG movie, but overall, it's a, f- a fun movie for the whole family that you don't have to worry about. Okay, we got to turn this off. We can't watch this anymore. And I really hope that. DC doesn't just cover the family side of, or just doesn't just cover the adult side of right. comic books. There's room for everything. Room for everything. Yeah. yeah, we see that in Marvel. They have Daredevil, not Daredevil, Deadpool alongside the MCU, and we can we can see kind of the opposite with DC, where we have Shazam alongside the rest of the stuff yeah I, I do think there is a future for shazam with um them resurrecting him at the end of this film and the the post credit scene I, I think it's leading to him being involved in james gunn's universe i'm sure they hate that shazam is doing so well because it is their most marvel kind of movie it is very marvel it is yeah. very marvel but it's marvel in the best way say like as far as marvel humor goes this movie did marvel humor better than marvel does marvel humor yeah this movie Definitely. was actually funny yeah. It, it was the the humor was kind of on the level uh, no not kind of uh, better than uh our last DC movie that we watched. Do you recall what that movie was? Shazam. Oh, I guess Black Adam. Before Black Adam. All oh, right. DC League of Super Pets. Oh, DC League of Super Pets. Yeah, yeah, yeah that same sort of meta aspect to it where they would they would reference these huge things and the audience was just supposed to know about right. it. It was great. I like meta stupidity. It's yeah, fun. Yeah, it was great. For sure. Yeah, so overall, that, uh, did, did you give it a ranking out of 10 lightning bolts? Yeah, seven, seven lightning bolts seven out of lightning 10. Bolts. All right. Seven Shazam gods right. out of 10. Would you want to see more of the Shazam universe? Uh, I would want would to see you more. Would be sad? I think if, I want to see more of Shazam as a character and his okay. family. I don't really care about the universe, but I like his family and okay. the dynamic there. Would I be upset? Is that what you're going to ask me? Yeah, would, would be you upset? be upset if... Um, they didn't continue the Zachary Levy, Levi um, Shazam verse. I'm not invested enough to where I'd be upset, but if I get to see the character again, I'd be very happy. That'd okay. be very cool. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, this has been our review of Shazam. Uh, Micah, as far as what's coming up for our podcast, what's, yeah, coming, got, on, what's coming Monday? We've got Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance coming on Monday next week. Even bigger, but you gotta watch Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance. You gotta podcast go watch first. this movie leading into next week. To yeah, make because it worth it's, it. it's important. Uh, the Avengers <laughs> next week, next is Monday, directly is tied Avengers. to yeah. Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance somehow, uh, just because it was, came out the same year. Yeah, I. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's all I got. Um, uh, do you have any teas for Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance? What uh, people can be ready for? Yeah, Heimdall's in it. Heimdall. Is but he not in it? real Heimdall. Oh, yes. Idris Elba. Yes. Yeah, he's in it. Knuckles uh, from Sonic the Hedgehog 2 himself. Yes, more iconically is Knuckles from Sonic the Hedgehog. 2. 
two. It right. wasn't the first one. Right, right. Because I watched the first one. Did I watch that with you? Mm, no, you watched the first one by yourself. Uh, I have not seen the second one yet, but it's on that shelf right there. Well, 4K, why don't we uh, pop that in right now? Do we have time? We don't have time. Oh. We have to go. <laughs> right. Live commentary track for Sonic the Hedgehog 2 coming at some point. Was there... We forgot to talk about the product placement in Shazam, remember? The Skittles. The Skittles. They would eat Skittles throughout this movie. And then when they uh, revealed that unicorns are the strongest thing in the universe. We didn't even mention the unicorns. Yeah. Yeah. Unicorn bit was That wasn't in the trailers at all. At least what I saw. That was pretty sick. You never knew. You you didn't know what was going to happen there. And the little girl calls the unicorn over and the unicorn is stampeding her. And then she throws all these Skittles out and the unicorn stops. Man, Skittles must have paid a ton. She's like, I uh, don't have any ambrosia, but I do have Skittles and it's the next closest thing. Taste the rainbow. Sure. Taste the rainbow. They said that twice. (laughs) Taste the MF rainbow. (laughs) She said on the horse. Oh, right. Right. Not the little the, kid. You, it, it gets blocked off, though, right? It does. Right. It doesn't leave much to the imagination, but it, it does. does. not. It does not. You, you can tell what she said on that horse, but... Uh, <laughs> Micah, well, I think we're done here. I think we're done here. All right. This has been our, our, our news week and our review of Shazam. Hopefully, if you made it this far, uh, give us a like, give us a subscription, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. Spotify, you can leave star reviews or there's a new Q&A that we just learned about. Fill that out. I don't know I don't know what that will lead to, but check, definitely check that out. I'm Ethan Wetzloff. I'm Mike Ahead. And we'll see you in another multiverse. <laughs>